sure. All right, fair warning, there will be baby noises throughout the episode. There's nothing I can do about it. Let's move forward. And with that understanding, we shall move forward. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, 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 baby. Oh. (laughs) Hi, baby. (coughs) Whatever, dude. Hey, Tommy, you're a nobody. I have 30,000 more points scored than you. Louis has 42,000 more points scored than you. Okay. That's a week. That's a down week. That's a down week? Is that what you said? That's a down week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so the difference is... The difference is between week, a 47,000 yeah. point week and a 7,000 point week. He's got that one down week. We're going to judge a whole season off... You know, one, one, or, week. one or two down weeks. <laughs> you can't be serious. <laughs> Are you hearing the children? I, I just heard a little bit, <coughs> I think. <coughs> They're speaking aplenty. The children in the yonder. Justin, make that the intro. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast. We are going to talk about week 11. I am finally home to the Midwest, and Jack is with me from his warm and sunny abode in Southern California. Jack, how are you tonight? TJ, welcome home. Round of applause for you, my friend, Taking the podcast nationwide from city to city, state to state. It was quite the trek. You deserve to be home, resting. How do you feel? Energized? Are you excited to be home? You missing the travels? I know you're missing me, but boy, I can tell you one thing. The listeners are glad to have you back in your place where you do it best, man. The host is home, ladies and gentlemen. Home host. Hashtag home host. Tweet at us this week. Hashtag home host. TJ, welcome back. Thank you so much, Jack. It It's obviously some mixed feelings, but it's mostly just super excited to be home and, and getting the chance to see everyone out here. I do not like the weather. Uh, I miss L.A. and Tucson weather. Uh, and I'm certainly going to miss the, the people out there as well. Staying with the Santa Hands was such a blessing, and obviously staying with you guys at the Fuertes was, was also awesome. So, uh, But, no, it's good to be home. It's good to be back. Uh, played a little CS tonight kicked some butt that was awesome uh, so i drove a total of 10,574 miles on this trip so a lot of driving. track shall we get into it we shan't we okay let's cancel the episode <laughs> um jack i want to start off talking about your matchup versus Brian, because I want to start off this episode talking about Brian. We've touched on it a little bit about how unlucky he his season has been, but I don't think we've given it enough attention. I mean, we talked week after week about how Scott's cursed and how he's having a really unlucky season. Uh, that has since turned around. But Brian's season is next level bad luck. I mean, he's he's somebody that's always really good. Or almost always, always really good. Always is contending for the playoffs and and contending for the championship. He falls to three and eight with the loss this week to you. 
11,460 for you, 10,602 for him. We've touched on the fact that outside of his week against Greg and now his week against you, uh, opponents are averaging more than 15,000 points per week against him, which is completely absurd. Last week he plays me, uh, has a really good chance of winning. It doesn't end up working out. And in that week he had Brandon Cooks, James Conner, and Evan Ingram all out with injuries. So he was playing from behind from the start. And now this week he finally faces an opponent and a matchup that is very winnable. You put up one of your better scores of the year of 11,460, I'm pretty sure. And hashtag slight. And he has not one, not two, but three players exit with injuries mid-game. And two of them were very early on. James Conner only gets a couple touches before his shoulder injury. He clearly was not healthy, should not have been playing, should not have been active. So that sucks. And then Marlon Mack was having a beast of a game. Still was able to put up 1600 for him. But he went out with a lot of time left in the game. So that's a lot of missed points there. And then the biggest of them all, when you consider the fact that he lost to you by 800 points, is Tyreek Hill goes out at the very beginning of a game of the game after tweaking his hamstring. I mean, Tyreek Hill would have gotten 800 points. Brian should have had this win, should be 4-7, and seven, should be right there contending for the last playoff spot. Instead, he's 3-8. and eight. It's going to be take a miracle for him to get in the playoffs at this point. And with the way his luck has been going, I'm not sure he should be waiting on a miracle. Um, I just, I feel terrible for him. If this, if this was, can you imagine if this was your season? If this was me, I would, I just would be so upset. Um, so Brian, if you're listening, I don't know if you'd be listening at this point, but really sorry. And, uh, these kind of years, they happen to everyone. Uh, I mean, maybe not always this bad, but, uh, and they don't ever happen to Louie because Louie's team is always good, but they happen to everyone else. So welcome to the club and, uh, sorry it happened to you this year. Uh, this was a tragic loss for Brian. Yeah. There's no other way to describe it. Yeah. He deserved this win. My team put up a juggernaut performance, and we'll get to that, but Brian's team was well on its way to a victory, and yeah, to have three players go down with an injury mid-game is... I don't remember the last time that uh, happened that's, to me. That's, that is, that's pretty that is brutal. N- that's next level. That's next level brutalness right there. Uh, got a nice 16-12 from Phil Rivers, despite the four interceptions, so that's pretty good. Uh, Jameson Crowder had another great game with 16-10. He's been really good for Brian. Like I said, Marlon Mack put up 1690 before exiting. James Conner only 210 before exiting. Got a great performance from New Orleans defense with 2400. Outside of that, it was pretty me- mediocre stuff. Actually, a pretty good stuff from uh, Renfro. You like the 910 from him. You take that. But uh, Montgomery was bad. Butker got less than usual. Uh, and I, I guess Greg Olson, too, at 820. That's You're not really expecting more from him. So, yep, he would have easily had the victory had he had a full roster play all the all of their games but uh that's just the way Brian's season has been going and uh yeah not not much else to say I think he's got a really solid team 
if you factor in the fact that Evan Ingram is his normal tight end, Evan Ingram was was great. He was a top five tight end before he got injured. Um, so I thought his team was going to contend for the playoffs. We talked about how they were looking like they were ready to turn it around, and, and he really has. And but it's just been it's been unlucky. I mean, at the same time, dude. I mean, look at my team, dude. A juggernaut of a performance. Derek Carr, I'm riding him, dude. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Derek Carr, I'm riding him. Through the playoffs, potentially. He could win me a championship. The Derek Carr to Tyrell Williams connection could win me a championship. I'm calling that right now. Derek Carr, 2,000 points this week. Tyra Williams, 1020. Cortland Sutton, 1632. Got him in a brilliant trade from Mark Andrews, uh, who's been a dud in a in a three tight end offense. He's gotten some touchdowns, so there's some upside there. But he's overall a dud compared to Cort- Cortland Sutton, who threw a touchdown this week. MJJ, two touchdowns, unstoppable. Joe Mixon, who people counted out earlier this year, is an absolute juggernaut, putting up 1680. I mean, he is an RB1, no doubt about it. Royce Freeman only putting up 500. That was disappointing. OJ Howard with the goose egg. Uh, not much to stay here. I'm going to say Keenan Allen put up 17-10, got a touchdown. I mean, my wide receivers are arguably the best in the league. Uh, but going back to OJ Howard, I'm going to pivot because this is unacceptable. I do not accept goose eggs. It almost cost me the victory. Um, to your point, you know, if, if Brian plays Carlos Hyde instead of James Conner, he gets the W. So it was that close. Cannot afford a zero in that tight end slot. OJ Howard, you will be dropped, my friend. Yeah. Tommy, any a, other a, any other uh comments on my on my juggernaut of a fantasy lineup that's championship bound? Yeah, uh I've got a few things to say here. First I'll touch on your decision to give away one of the best fantasy tight ends in the league. Uh to not have a startable tight end now. Uh, it, it, Cortland Sutton will be good for you. Uh, there's no doubt about that, but you've left a major hole in your lineup there. Um, you know, there's there's some decent options in free agency, so maybe you'll get you'll get lucky there. But uh, it was really dumb of you to play OJ Howard this week. Like, really, really dumb. Uh, because... Why? Let me hear this. Why? Why do you say that? Because he had one good week against Arizona. Yeah, you got that week. You got No, you he, got that week from him. It was not dumb to play O.J. Howard. It was. Cameron Bray, O.J. Howard dropped the first pass, and Cameron Bray went out and caught 10. Right. O.J. Howard has been bad. O.J. Howard could have had had 10 targets. No, he could not have. He could not have. Here's O.J. Howard's targets on the year. 5, 4, 3, 2, 4, 7 against Arizona because tight ends feast against Arizona. That's literally the only reason he had a good game. It'll be his only good game of the season. And then he got like, yeah, like you said, he got targeted once dropped it and it ended up being an interception. So he got benched. Um, there were several, there was the fact that you didn't pick up Ross Dwelly instead of OJ Howard with, with Kittle being out. I was surprised by that. Dad got uh Dwelly pretty late in the week. Um, so no, it was it, to say that he could have gotten ten targets. In what world? He has never gotten ten targets this year. He was not going to get ten targets. Bray, no. his backup tight end, got ten targets. I right, think it's a pretty. I think it's pretty fair. No, it's not. It's not fair at all because we're, we're like, I think 
that Arians was making a point to get Bray the ball <laughs> because O.J. Howard sucks so much. Um, I don't know. It, it's I, I just if O.J. Howard plays that whole game, he does not get ten targets. I just don't know what to tell you. Um, your team, Jack. The fact that you're seven and four. This might be the worst seven and four team we've ever had in the history of our head-to-head league. Um, you, the thing is, is you have some pretty good players on your team, but it has never, ever at all this year come together for you. Your weeks, you're, you're barely averaging 11,000 points per week and you're seven and four. That is absolutely absurd. That's, that's absurd. And like I said, you've got some talent. So the, the, the crazy part is, and I'm not even joking about this you might win the championship this year. Because if there is one thing that nobody can overcome, it is fantasy luck. And that's really all it is. Like, Louis' team is a juggernaut, but with the way your season has been going, I will not be surprised if Louis has... You face Louis in the championship or semifinals and six of his guys go down with injury and you win with 9,000 points. Because that's about all your team can put up right now. Um... Derek Carr, great. I'm, I I hope he does well for you in the playoffs. You um, are so disrespectful. I'd like to say that on the record. Good. Keenan Allen finally has gets a touchdown, first touchdown uh, since week three. You're not you're not in the car car. You're not strapping into the car car. No, he's got some he's got some good matchups. He should be fine. I mean, he got a rushing touchdown against Cincinnati. Besides that, it wasn't a great. You're game. not jealous of the Carr to Williams connection. No, I'm not jealous of the Colorado Williams connection when I have Jameis Winston to Mike Evans or Tom Brady. Well, not Tom Brady anymore, but Tom Brady. True or false? True or false? I have the best wide receivers in the league. Yeah, thank you for bringing that back up because it's just completely false. There's not any. No, you do not have the best wide receivers in the league. Under what pretense? The fact that you have like four or five decent wide receivers means you have the best wide receivers in the league. Robbie Anderson's back, baby. Yeah, yeah, him and his one catch. Uh, really Touchdown. good, really, really good stuff, yeah. Hey, uh, Auden, Yeah, Robbie Anderson, mediocre. Auden Tate, mediocre, good stuff. Uh, Cortland Sutton has been great. Marvin Jones, very up and down. Tyrell Williams, you know, he started off really hot. Marvin been, Jones is a tutty machine. He, except when he doesn't get touchdowns every other week. Um you're such a numbers guy. <laughs> uh, anyway, Jack, the like it it makes me sick to my stomach that you are gonna you you so you clinched a playoff spot with that despicable win against Brian, and you're gonna walk into the playoffs. It makes me sick that Brian is three and eight <laughs> with fourteen thousand more points scored than you. You're seven and four, literally. Literally everyone that's contending for the playoffs, besides Justin, and he's barely behind you in points, everyone has way more points than you. Way more. At least 10,000 more points. Every single it's person. not just about points. It is dude. just about points it's when you're measuring how good a fantasy team is. Heart. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, so heart doesn't matter. We need to move on, but, but it honestly, it makes me ill. I... We'll be very upset if you end up with the three seed. Uh, like I said, I think you're gonna make you're gonna yeah. make the playoffs. And here's the thing, Jack: if you're if Saquon Barkley, he's the big X factor for you. 
if Saquon Barkley can turn it around and you get similar production, Joe Mixon keeps it up, you get some you get more good weeks than bad weeks from Marvin Jones. Sutton remains reliable. Uh, the, the big issue is going to be the tight end, dude. That's going to be a oh, big issue for dude. you. Oh, dude. Well, um, that's a fine issue to have, dude. Honestly, Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams, Cortland Sutton, Marvin Jones Jr., Robbie Anderson. I have five. T.Y. Hilton. I have six wide receiver ones. T.Y. Okay. Hilton hasn't played in okay. like a month. <laughs> okay. Marvin Jones Jr. isn't a wide receiver one. That was hyper. That was hyper bowl, but... No, Anyways. nobody you have is a wide receiver one. I mean, oh. Cortland Sutton might be on the air. Quiet, that's, dude. That's okay, fair. let's move on. Who's next, bro? Uh, yeah, yeah, we can move on. We absolutely have to move on. Um, next, let's go with the next uh, biggest devastating <clears throat> loss on the week. We're gonna talk about Scott versus Drew. Drew took him down twelve thousand seven hundred forty-four to Scott's 11,492. And the reason it's such a brutal loss for Scott is because he outthought himself and benched Baltimore's defense to pick up the Washington Redskins, who technically had a good matchup against the Jets. <laughs> that's you, tough, though. But you can... That's tough. The Redskins are so bad. That and was... Uh... Can I? Sorry to interrupt you. I need to declare this. That was a that was a Jr. move. That was a de- that was a Jr. defense move right there. Uh, that's yeah. classic. That is classic. That's 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 classic pivoting to a defense because of the matchup. Literally, but it's only but the matchup. Forgetting that it's forgetting that it's the Redskins. Right. Their their that's best a, that's a week of the season was sixteen fifty against Miami. Um, and yeah, they've had they've had decent performances against really bad teams but their ceiling's about 1500 and their floor is low low hundreds and and i get it like i i mean i i don't get it because i had the same exact decision to make in my other league well i should not be talking about my other league but boston baltimore i think was a really easy start this week um when you think about the fact that they, they are the hottest team in the NFL right now, their defense has been playing out of their minds since before their bye week. When you get 24-50 in Seattle against Russell Wilson and you get 1,900 against the Patriots, you do not hesitate to start Baltimore at home against Houston. They had just, I mean, and granted it is the Bengals, but they just obliterated the Bengals. You're talking about a defense that got 2450, 1900, and 3150. You bench them for the Washington Redskins? Not the world's best matchup. I get the idea, the intrigue yes. of pivoting, but not to the Redskins. Classic JR move. Don't blame me on something. I, I, really I feel I, it's in like it's not like it, it's a terrible decision. I, I, I get it. I get the thought process. Um, it's a little bit overthinking, and I just feel bad for him. Because this, if if he ends up missing the playoffs, um, that that could sting for Scott. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully he can get over it. It's like I said, it's easy to pinpoint stuff on one decision, right? But so many, obviously, so many things happen throughout the course of a week <clears throat> that affect the outcome of games. You can Scott's pinpoint not good it to, at getting uh, over things. Scott's not good at getting over things. I just wanted to point that out. Uh, yeah, so, right, if he misses the playoffs, he might look at that decision and, and, and kick himself for a while. I know that I would, um, but I take this stuff way too seriously. 
Um, but anyways, let me yeah. let me dive into let me dive into Scott's team super yeah. quick. Josh Allen, a titanic performance, thirty three eighty four, huge performance against the Dolphins. Chris Godwin, twelve twenty, nice and steady. Alvin Kamara, eighteen forty eight. You'd expect a little bit more, but you're okay with that. Hunter Henry, eleven ninety. You're very happy with that at the tight end position. Bill Mars, kicker, eleven hundred. Very well done, kicker. Yay. Um, but gosh. The positions that hurt, Allen Robinson and McLaurin, three fifty and eight forty respectively. Really not great, hard to overcome. Only twelve hundred combined, thirteen hundred combined points between the two of them. And then Damian Williams talking about injuries. Uh, yeah, he he went down and only got one eighty. That's hard to overcome. So, just a few things uh, that really. Scott's Scott's got a tough road to the playoffs now. Yeah, he uh, very unfortunately he and Anna both four and seven. We'll get to Anna's team later, but uh, they will be facing off next week, and it's it would not eliminate a loss would not eliminate either of them. I don't believe, uh, but it they're going to need some serious luck. Whoever loses that matchup, and that's that's really unfortunate because um, you know both of them deserve to make the playoffs over you. So uh, interesting. Oh, there's a baby. Hi, baby. Oh, um, children. <laughs> Settle down, children. <laughs> Settle down now, children. Uh, no, uh, Scott, yeah, he has a decent team. Um, the Allen Robinson thing is very frustrating uh, because Allen Robinson is great and Mitch Trubisky just sucks. Dude, <sighs> the Bears. Oh, man, the Bears. Matt Nagy. Good Lord. Mr. Bisky, we should do a Let's is... Talk Chicago Bears podcast, just a Drew, one-time thing. Drew, Dude. uh... Drew, when we went on that, we talked about them for a while, and I was like, no one wants to hear us talk about the Bears. Drew texted me and was like, I, I would listen to a, a Bears podcast from you, too. So maybe we should. We should have a Let's Talk Bears uh, once a week as well. Um, but moving on to Drew's team, he's, he's had – Devontae Parker has been sensational for Devontae Parker. 1,700 against a really bad matchup against Buffalo. Um, and since – dude, since – I mean, outside of his goose egg against uh, New England, 900, 710, 1500, 1030, 1400, 890, 1370, 940, 1700. He's had a really, really solid floor. Not a tremendous amount of upside, but that is, that's a perfect wide receiver 2-3. Um, and, dude, cannot say enough about Michael Thomas. Oh, my God, has he been absurd this year. <laughs> He's gotten double-digit targets every single week since week four when he got nine targets. His lowest on the season is seven. He's had 13 at least four times. He's had, almost, he's had 11 targets in eight of ten games. 11 or more targets in eight of ten games. Um, he's only gotten less than 100 yards four times. Best wide he's receiver o- in fantasy football. Respect his name, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. When you say DeAndre Hopkins... You follow that up with Michael Thomas. When you say Julio Jones, you follow that up with Michael Michael Thomas. Thomas. When you say Antonio Brown, you follow... Wait, what? (laughs) Oh. Oh, shit. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. Antonio Brown is not in the NFL anymore. Um, He tweeted uh, apologizing to Mr. Kraft. I saw that. Very heartfelt. Uh, Great week from Travis Kelsey uh, with 1870. He was really the difference maker last night, uh, solidifying Justin... Wow, Justin. You know... Too soon. 
I'm sorry that you don't have Travis Kelsey anymore, Justin. Um, but yeah, getting Drew the win, Kelsey was amazing in that respect. Uh, tried to play Watkins, a great bait by Scott, honestly. Dropping Watkins, knowing that Drew needed to pick up a wide receiver. Um, so I thought that was really, I mean, that's brilliant. some really next level stuff. Uh, yeah, they called, that's brilliant. They called, Scott's nickname in high school was actually the Masturbator. Um, really? But I think that had less to do with the fact that he baited people into picking up bad players in fantasy football and more to do with the fact that he was constantly masturbating in the cl- back in the classroom. <laughs> really? I could have sworn. I thought they didn't call him Needle Dong in gym class? Oh, no, they did. They called him Needle Dong, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, but that was pretty much strictly gym class. Oh, okay. They called him masturbator in math. Yeah, because he would... Yeah, because... In the back of the classroom, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Um, well, there's no proof. This is a Kenyon, show. Kenyon Drake could be huge for Drew. He's got that starting job. And Arizona's offense is humming. He's had two great weeks. Um, sorry, well, like, not great Rest weeks, in but... peace, the running back that once was David Johnson. Yeah, what is going on with him? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll wait till Dan's team, but... Yeah, rest in peace for sure. Uh, desperation play by uh, Frank Gore. Honestly, you're happy with 500. Uh, he'll, get, he'll be getting Derrick Henry back, which will be great. Derrick Henry's been beastly. So, Drew, it's a great win for Drew. He moves to 6-5, and five, and he all but, I mean, he's, he's, he's in the playoffs now. He doesn't, uh, him and Kyle at 6-5 and five don't have a, an asterisk next to their name because Yahoo is dumb, but they will be getting in with seven, even if they both fall to 6-7. and seven. Actually, they can't both fall to six and seven because they're playing each other next week. Uh, but Iridosaclitis. Nevertheless, uh, Drew will be making the playoffs. Big win for him, and like his team is not bad. It, he will be, uh, you know, unless obviously everyone can have a down week. But Drew should be a tough out uh, in the playoffs. I think. Uh, moving on. Moving on. As time moves on, I won't always be around. Um, shout out, Elliot. I mean, greatest non. Great, great shout out. Great shout out, Elliot. Ooh, if you're I should Elliot Yamin. I should add some Elliot Yamin to my wedding playlist. Ooh, not a bad call. Ooh, some cocktail hour, Elliot Yamin. Wait for you, baby. I will wait for you. Next matchup: Kyle versus Dad. Dad easily handles Kyle this week. 13,716 to Kyle's 10,986. And Jack, talk about coming back from the depths. Dad was 2-7. and seven. It looked like he had no hope. Uh, he makes the trade with me, gives me Devontae Adams, gets Michael Gallup and Devin Singletary. Michael Gallup has been awesome. 15-60 and 19-30. Those are two great performances after trading for him. Singletary's been a bit of a disappointment with only 650 and 840, but it's at least having something there as you're running back too because he literally had no one. Um, but Dad's rattled off two good wins in a row. Excellent stuff from Dak Prescott, 3156, 440 yards and three touchdowns, 444 yards and three touchdowns. Bit of a down week for Christian Kirk. Like I said, Gallup was awesome. Uh, Robert Woods was a personal reason, late scratch. So he had to pivot to Josh Reynolds, who got a decent 650. Mark Ingram had a great game, getting two touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns, by the way. Um, 
since the bye, he's been he's been all right. He's been a, a, a borderline running back one, 1340, 940, and then a big 2200 this week. Um, Dad, an excellent pickup. I mentioned you should have picked up Dwelly. I mean, you play if you can find if the tight end who is playing Arizona is available in free agency, you pick them up and you play them. It has been play absurd him. this week or this year. Play him. Uh, 1540 for Dwelly, great pickup. Brian Hill, he got off waivers. Uh, I thought would be a good play. Really disappointing stuff with only 430. Uh, Dan Bailey, really disappointing week, but a good Oakland stream for 1950. Um, and yeah, but the the trade, because especially with Devontae Adams on by this week, Dad would have had a, a a tough time putting together a full roster with Kittle and Woods on injury, out with injury, or Kittle with injury and Woods for personal reasons, but. Yeah, he's he remains alive. He sits at four and seven, uh, and he controls his own destiny. Anyone that is four and seven controls their own destiny. So good for him. A, a really really nice week from his team. Uh, what did you see from Kyle's side? I mean, a solid week. Almost eleven thousand points. Nothing to nothing to cry about. Nothing that you're expecting a win for, but. It can happen. I know it more it, than anyone. It, I think it's happened to you like seven times oh, this year. Oh, here he goes. All right. Jimmy Garoppolo, handsome Jimmy, 3166. The 49ers were lucky to win that game. That was pretty crazy. It looked like the Cardinals were actually going to pull that thing off. Uh, Julio Jones, 1170. Jarvis Landry, 1230. He's been one of the biggest surprises of the season for me. Uh, especially when juxtaposed with Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, he doesn't has been, really make much sense. He has been Mayfield's guy since the bye week, 10 targets, 13 targets, 10 targets, and seven targets. And he's got a score in the last three weeks, each of the last three weeks. He's been, he's been great. Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon. Here they are, both above 1,000. MG3 with 1050, AE with 1720. Noah Fant putting up a respectable 730. He's turned into a serviceable tight end week in and week out. Ugly bottom of the lineup for Kyle. Sony Michelle only 540. Sam Ficken only 400. Carolina's defense against Atlanta losing 29-3. The Falcons putting up two back-to-back monster performances against two very good NFL teams. The Panthers only getting 450 for Kyle. Hard to overcome. Was pretty nice up there when it came to quarterbacks and wide receivers. But, uh... Boy, hard to overcome those those defense kicker and flex performances. And tight end, especially when juxtaposed with, like you said, Dwelly, who apparently I'm stupid for not picking up. <laughs> uh, all I know is that if I didn't have Waller, who's an every week start, I would have been playing Dwelly this week for sure. Um, to the window, <laughs> to the wall. Jack, really or... disappointing week for Mari Cooper, uh, especially when you see that Gallup went off. Uh, on the other side, like that, that fourteen hundred point difference right there, you would never expect that to Kyle be on the wrong side of that. Yeah, no, that's that's a really that's yeah that's the mashup right there. I mean, it was more than that, but boy, yeah. that's hard to overcome in itself. Yeah, that that in and of itself is is tough. So, uh, Sony Michelle's still a problem. Kyle's going to be scrambling at the running back position next week with Gordon and Eckler both out on bye. Um, I think he's going to be playing both Kareem Hunt and Darius Geis, which is scary, but they both have um, – well, Geis for sure has a really good matchup against Detroit, so if he can get another touchdown, he should be fine. But mm, The uh, Geis is right. 
yeah, Kyle loses, but it's still six and five, so he's he's fine. Like I said, he's got a matchup with Drew. Um, the winner of that matchup will officially lock in their uh, their playoff spot, or not their spot, but their at least uh, they'll have a seat at the table. But their their seat will not be determined yet. Um, yeah, so I I don't know. Are we? So Kyle's going to make the playoffs. What do you see from his team? Like. I don't know, I guess we don't really have to go into it, but with Hooper out, like you said, Noah Fant has been uh, has been serviceable, especially the last three weeks. But um, I've liked know, Kyle's but, team all year. I, I really I know, have. I've, they, been a, I've been a Kyle truther. Um, Eckler and Gordon have pretty tough matchups in the playoffs. Yeah, and that is. What I mean, it's me. it's going to ride on them. It's going to ride on them if they perform. Kyle could make a run if those two guys don't if if the chargers offense isn't kicking which it's known to not kick every now and then <laughs> yep yep uh kyle's got no shot so yeah it'll rest on the chargers running back shoulders and, and amari cooper is also something to look at because he, he didn't play in like a large percentage of the snaps and he's been battling some injuries all season long so he if he's banged up and not a hundred percent that's going to be a like that'll be bad for Kyle because Amari Cooper has been a big reason why his team has been so great. Um, and last thing I'll touch on is is Julio Jones uh, having a very Julio Jones year. It looked like he was going to be great um, his first three weeks. I don't know if you can pull those up, but he got four touchdowns in the first three weeks, back to back weeks of over two thousand, and since then in the last seven games has no touchdowns uh, and is only over a hundred yards twice. So it's, uh, it's been that, but the targets have been consistent all year. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. 11, 10, 9, 7, 7, 9, 9, 12. So, uh, that's frustrating for Kyle for sure, because that the wide receiving core of Amari Cooper, Julio Jones and Juju Smith-Schuster at the beginning of the year was like, Oh my God, we know what happened to Juju. He's not playable anymore. And, and he went out with a concussion. So we'll see what happens with him. Um, and yeah, Jones has been disappointing, and just these—it's been very recent. But these last few weeks, I've—I've I've had my concerns about Amari Cooper. Um. So, yeah, we will see. Moving on, let's talk about. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Anna's team versus Greg's team. Ten thousand seven hundred four. Anna <clears throat> takes the victory to Greg's eight thousand six hundred ninety-two. Very admirable performance from Greg's team. Um, Anna gets a lucky win. I, I, it is her first lucky win of the year, and she has earned it. Uh, so really good to see her move to four and seven, keeps hope alive. Uh, she is very much in the driving driver's seat. Uh, with her. Hey Anna, let me let me cut you off, Tommy. Anna, there's no such thing as a lucky win. That's a well earned W on your behalf. I mean, I want to congratulate you and your team for fighting. Ten thousand seven hundred four points. That's. You know that's on the brink of a juggernaut performance. Sp- DJ Chark. <laughs> I'm going to speak on Anna's behalf here since she can't defend herself. But do not, do not talk about her team that way in the same light as yours. Okay, we know what her team is capable of. We know what your team is capable of. Okay, all right. She is not happy with a 10,700 point performance. Do not, do not even think about a. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Move on. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, we're so close. Okay. No, don't Tommy, even if think I tell about you it. that Deshaun Watson, hey, Cannon, <laughs> if I tell you that Deshaun Watson and Cooper Cup combined for just over a thousand points, you tell me what? And is gonna win or lose the matchup. Is she facing Greg? She is facing She's gonna Greg. win the matchup, yes. <laughs> okay, fair. Well, that's insider info. Uh but yeah, no, I mean you're, her you're, two stars right. she, did, she didn't get the it. The fact that she won but DJ Chark. You can go do, 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 DJ Chark do 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 Chark do 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 DJ Chark do 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 DJ Chark awesome stuff. That was exactly what Anna needed to see in Nick Foles' first week back. There was that little bit of a question mark, right? His his rapport that he had developed was with Minshew. What is it going to be like with Foles? Well, it was 15 targets for eight catches, 104 yards, and two touchdowns. So I think you're pretty happy with that. Hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I mentioned Michael Thomas earlier in this episode. Now, he doesn't get the credit that he deserves, but we're talking top tier with him. I'm not putting... DJ Chark in that category. Don't you dare say that I'm even implying that. But what I will say is that DJ Chark is now officially an elite NFL wide receiver. Top tier wide receiver one. I mean, uber talented in a Jacksonville offense that can throw the ball when they've got a quarterback in there, whether it's Minshew or Foles. Chark is the guy. And boy, I mean... I would love to have DJ Chark if I were Anna. He's my he's my favorite guy on her team right now, and I I think I think if Anna is able to make it to the championship, if she's able to claw her way to the playoffs and claw her way through Week 14, if she makes it to the semifinals and the championship in Week 16, DJ Chark could be raising the trophy for her because I see some massive performances for him in the tail half of the season. Yeah, that's a great point. DJ Chark, wide receiver six on the year, just ahead of Cooper Cup, who is wide receiver seven. Uh, I have some concerns about Cooper Cup only because of who his quarterback is. Um, I would like to say, I'm sorry. What? I, I need to cut you off. I would I would like to apologize. Anna's wide receivers are much better than mine. Um, <laughs> Jack. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just extremely yes, obvious. Extremely uh, I will obvious. I will rescind I will rescind my claim earlier That's in the episode. I do really apologize. honorable of you. And Anna does have maybe the best wide receiving core in the league. But Jack, you could look at seven other rosters and find wide receivers that are better than yours. So, um, yeah, had to get that in there. You're welcome. Uh. I don't see it on Greg's side of the ball. <laughs> nope, he is not one of the seven for sure. <laughs> He's not one of the seven. I will admit to that. Uh, Jake, Todd Gurley's been great. If they start feeding him the ball like this, 25 carries, I mean, that's awesome. For 97 yards and a touchdown, uh, that's really good stuff. What's up with my Rams, dude? Uh, Jared Goff is uh, Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> in disguise and it was wow. being masked by the brilliance of his head coach but i don't know what's going on dude he has looked bad i mean it was the same thing with mitch trubisky last year it was it was masked yeah yeah but but mitch trubisky never reached the levels that jared goff did i mean jared goff was slinging the ball uh i mean he led them yeah. to a super bowl 
he was great. I mean, he was categorically great uh, the year they went to the Super Bowl. And he's just... Last year. Um, was that only last year? Um, yeah. Wow. Time flies when you're... Uh, I mean, it's been a, an extreme fall from grace. When you're tra- when you're traveling around the country doing a podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Tevin Coleman's been pretty disappointing for Anna. Uh, it's The last three weeks, it's been really strange that the 49ers haven't really been able to run on the Cardinals. They completely abandoned the run second half of the game against the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are very beatable on the ground. So uh, hopefully those are just – you can throw those out and because when he doesn't face the Cardinals, he's been doing all right since his bye week, 15-70, 13-10. 710, 3680, and 920. So respectable RB2 performances and, and some really good ones as well. Uh, Eric Ebron's been really disappointing for Anna um, since his 1,500 point performance against Houston. He got 410, 260, 810, and 470. I mean, the tight end is bad for everyone, almost everyone. So people, a lot of teams are struggling, but. You hope for a little bit more than that. Uh, Anna was forced to play whole, uh, McCole Hardman with Jordan Howard sitting. Uh, he gets 3-8. Been there, yeah. done that, Anna. Yep. I mean, you he got the usage you want. Uh, he just happened to not break out a big play, uh, break off a big play this week. So that was unfortunate. But uh, she made the right decision because he scored more than Pascal, who got two catches for 17 yards. Um, she'll be getting Aaron Jones back from bye and hopefully Jordan Howard back uh, from injury. Uh, although she can't start all four running backs, so she'll have a decision to make there. And, uh, yeah, those wide receivers, if Cooper Cup can get back to his old ways, and uh, I'm I'm not worried about Deshaun Watson. I expect him to bounce back in a big way this week at home on a short week against the Colts. So uh, I think Anna getting a win with a low-scoring week is poised to potentially explode. Uh, I... I I hope we see – it'll be sad for the loser, but I hope we see another high-scoring matchup between her and Scott like we did in uh, a week one of the season when Anna took him down with that incredible Watson and Hopkins performance Monday night against the the Saints. So, um, yeah, Anna's – You love to see Anna's it. Anna's in great, great, great spot at 4-7. and seven. Uh, Greg <laughs> falls to 2-9. and nine. We know he is not making the playoffs. Uh, this was actually – Baker Mayfield's best performance of the season, twenty-one eighty-two. Um, so that, oh no, sorry, he got twenty-two forty-six against Seattle. So second best, only the second time over two thousand. Uh, great stuff from Stefan Diggs with Adam Thielen out, one hundred twenty-one yards. He was big in a big part of leading that comeback against the Broncos. I was watching that. I watched so I watched the first set of games in a uh, brewery in Boulder, Colorado. Um, actually Boulder Brewing Company or something like that. Um, they make great beer. We actually, they're going to stop distribution since all of you care about this. Uh, we actually get a few beers or have gotten a few beers uh, at Jordan Dahl Cookhouse from them, but I was told they're going to stop all distribution and just uh, just be a pub. So sad news. Um, That's terrible news. Fine week from Odell Beckham for what he's been this year. Fine week for Mike Williams for what he's been this year. They got 800 and 860. Uh, not a great week from Nick Chubb. You want more than 920 from him. But he did have a rushing touchdown poached uh, by Baker Mayfield. So that's why Baker Mayfield had such a good week. 
Uh, otherwise, those points would have gone to Chubb, and then Chubb, we would be talking about how Chubb had a great week and Baker Mayfield disappointed. Jason Witten's been fine, honestly. 580, it's been a... He's been a good tight yeah, end this he season. He has been. I, I believe he's a tight end one on the year. Like top, you know, Much not more. not the top tight end, but a you know a tight end one, one of the top twelve tight ends. Um, Much better tight end than announcer. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you, dude? He was great. I disagree. He's just outside of the top twelve. He's tight end thirteen on the year. Um, so, yeah, he's he gets the same amount of targets pretty much every week. Very similar production every week. Uh, yeah, I, anything you want to say about Greg's team? It's been a bad year for him. We all know why. The Cleveland stack did not work out, and there's not really much more to say because he kept playing them, and it it didn't work. You gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away. You should have benched the Browns, <laughs> and you gotta count your money. When you're playing fantasy football, there'll be time enough for counting when the regular season's done. Because you're missing the playoffs. Bye, Greg. Thank you very much for that, Jack. That was absolutely beautiful. Jack, we're going to save the best for last. So I'm going to move on to my matchup versus Dan. Uh, leaving Louis Louis's team for last, obviously. Kicker, picker, upper. <laughs> Loved that team name change after best <laughs> team name of the season. Yes. Uh, kicker picker upper Love takes it. down the Holly Boo Walruses, uh, 12,146 to 11,252. Uh, Jack, I cost myself the victory this week. Uh, not going to beat around the bush. I told my team that. I told the guys I went into the locker room after the, after the week was over. I said, Listen, guys, it's on me. Do not put this on yourselves. We should be, we should be. Eight and three right now, riding a seven-game win streak, and I put that on myself. So, hopefully, they will come back uh, stronger than ever next week. What, what'd you What'd you do? <laughs> how do you, How are you How are you taking the blame for this one? I'm curious. So, uh, and actually, I've taken some solace because I I've completely blamed Matt Breida for getting injured. So, what I did was is Matt Breida was listed as doubtful. I dropped my kicker. Brett Maher, because uh, I didn't want to drop any of my other players to pick up Raheem Mostert, uh, because I figured Raheem Mostert would get some good run, some good runs uh, with Brita out. So I was choosing between Raheem Mostert and Debo Samuel for my flex spot, um, and just for whatever reason, I Raheem Mostert usually really takes advantage of his opportunities when he gets a chance and. Uh, I thought he was a good start this week. Uh, went with Mostert. They completely abandoned the run. Both him and Coleman had bad games. And uh, Debo Samuel went off again because Kittle was out and Sanders played but really didn't finish the game and didn't get a lot of targets. And so he was a target machine again. The difference between Mostert and Samuel was enough to, if I had played Samuel, I would have barely gotten the win against Dan. And it would have been the trashiest win this year because I would have gotten it on the back of a last-second defensive touchdown from San Francisco as the game was ending uh, on a you know a, a lateral play by the Cardinals. Um, but yeah, so I've been able to internally accept everything because I'm just putting all of the blame on Matt Breida 
If he had not gotten injured, I would have never picked up Mostert, would have never thought about not starting Samuel, would have played Maher, and would have easily beaten Dan. Uh, so, you know, I can just put it all squarely on Matt Breida's shoulders, and that feels really good, honestly. Well, I think that's a good, yeah, that's a good psychological tactic. I think you have to you have to use methods like that uh, to maintain your sanity during the fantasy football season. What I will say is you're going to be the four seed, and I think you should be comfortable in that. I think I think you'll be able to do some damage there. What's unfortunate for you, and I, I hate to point this out, but in the four, sl- four seed slot, you will have to face Louie in the semifinals. As if I don't know this. Uh, which is... Oh, did you know? <laughs> so, Why do you think I've been gunning for the three two three seed all year? So, unfortunately, that'll be tough. Here's the, here's the um, thing, Jack, is I hold myself and fantasy team to an extremely high standard. Um, and so if I, if I am not able to beat Justin and Greg in my last two weeks, which if I do that, I will have no problem getting the three seed. If I can't do that, I probably don't deserve the three seed and I'm okay with that. Um, I don't like to cheaply walk into good situations, which you have done all year. Um, if you somehow get the three seed, I will be very mad, not because I didn't get the three seed, but because you, of all teams in the league, somehow got the three seed, and you're just going to waste it by putting up like 8,000 points in the first week of the playoffs and losing to a Drew or a Scott or an Anna. Um, actually, it'll probably be Drew or Kyle at this point, uh, because they're at six and five, they're pretty squarely locked into, uh, they can't drop much lower than the six seed with having a two-game lead over Anna and Scott and uh, Justin and Dad, but anyway, uh, so if I if I can't win my last two weeks, I and you somehow some way win your last two weeks, which you probably will because that's how your season's been going. Um, I will be I will I will be okay with the fact that I fell to the four seed because at eight and five, if I finish eight and five, uh, it's not really three seed worthy. So. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, your team is trash. Um, what did you <laughs> think about? What do you think about my team? What do you see from it this week? I mean, what do you want me to say, dude? Your team. God, I was so is... disappointed in Marquise Brown this week. Yeah, I mean, you needed, you needed more. You really needed more from him, especially with them putting up forty-one. Yep. That hurts a lot. Yep, he was not involved. That's a lot of offensive production. Let me guess. You were disappointed with McCaffrey's twenty four sixty. Not quite enough. You know what, Jack? I was not. This week I was not because they, they lost twenty nine to three, and the dude put up twenty four sixty. I mean, that is just remarkable. Fourteen targets, <laughs> eleven catches for one hundred and twenty. I love yards. him so much. Uh, Edelman threw for a touchdown. That was pretty cool. Both of our wide receivers threw for touchdowns this week. Look at us. Twinning. Cortland Sutton wannabe. Cor- total uh, Cortland I mean, Sutton Tommy, wannabe. Tommy, I'll let you talk about Dan's Dan's team, but let's just start on his bench. David Johnson, zero points. What a tragic season for David Johnson. Is this the end of David Johnson's career. This cannot, something's gotta be going on with him. This cannot be the end. He's not old yet. 
I mean, if you, I mean, it happens quick for running backs. So it's running backs. It happens quick. Yeah, it happens very quick. I would be very sad if it was. I hope something's going on, and uh, I'm, I'm honestly hoping maybe after the bye week he can come back looking a little refreshed. And but yeah, to be, I mean, they're calling him healthy, and he just he was active, but he was it was all. Uh, he just didn't get any work. He didn't get any work, and that's just crazy. Um, it was all Kenyon Drake. It, it's it's just it's 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 wild. Which I, which never would I ever. Hey, Jr. Who's gonna be the starting running back on the Cardinals? David Johnson or uh, I don't know Kenyon. Like, <laughs> Is someone uh, asking there, you this there, question there's... at the beginning of the year? <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess I'm trying to think, like, there's not a single running back in the NFL I would have guessed this to happen last. Oh, I mean, sure, Kenny sure, Drake sure. Right. wasn't good. I, I didn't th- I guess he's good. I mean, I guess he's not bad. Kenyon um, Drake, it's, I think, is pretty talented from what I've seen and what I hear people talk about him. Um, and it was just in a bad situation in Miami. Um, so I, I'm happy for him. Um, but... Yeah, really tough for David Johnson. Uh, it's a solid week from Dan. Uh, over 12,000. Nice stuff from Drew Brees. A good bounce back week for him after the weird game against Atlanta. 21-12. Larry Fitzgerald getting that receiving touchdown was huge. I was not expecting Larry Fitzgerald to reach 1,000. Got to be honest. Uh, I got really lucky and Dan got really unlucky with the Tyler Boyd performance. The dude was on or in the game for like 96% of the snaps. And got one catch for zero yards, only three targets. Uh, DJ Moore in a really good matchup was was good for Dan, thirteen seventy four. Le'Veon Bell gets his first touchdown. Uh, oh no, he scored last week as well, but only three touchdowns on the year. Those have been pretty scarce for him, putting up sixteen twenty. Leonard Fournette, kind of his, I guess before the bye week he only had nine seventy, but uh, gosh, nine twenty is his, his worst week of the year. He's been solid for a third round running back. I mean, he's been tremendous for a third round running back. Um, that is a fantasy, not, not third round in his NFL draft. I know he wasn't drafted in the third round, but um, really good stuff from, from him this season, but it's been pretty disappointing the last two. Uh, Jared Cook, again, lucky to get a touchdown. I was not expecting a thousand points from Jared Cook. And then I certainly was not expecting a thousand and twenty points from Kalen Bellage. Jack, this mother bleeper had nine carries for nine yards. He is so bad, and it makes me so mad that Dan got a good performance out of him. His only 1,000-point performance. I mean, this guy, 170, you answer, 170. No, answer me this. Huh? Answer me this. Nine for nine. <laughs> did Kalen Balaj keep moving forward, or did he ever move backward? Answer me that. He, the man... Listen to me. The man drives the ball upfield one yard at a time. It's on the offense to make plays around him. I mean, he's doing his job as a running back, running it up the field. No, I mean, he sucks. That's why, I mean, he's a dolphin. That's why I'm asking about Kenyon Drake because it's hard to tell if they're a dolphin or if they're bad. I think Kalen Balazs is bad. I think Kalen Balazs is bad. I think Kenyon Drake is good but was just a dolphin. But maybe they're both bad. Maybe they're both good. It's impossible to tell. No, uh... Kalen Blash is bad. Jack, when he scored his touchdown, um, at that point, after he rushed for a two-yard touchdown, his total for the game was six carries 
for zero yards. Tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. Uh, not negative. Not, not, not negative, negative. But he, what, my point is that he was he had five rushes for negative two yards before the two-yard touchdown carry. No. <laughs> There's no way to know that for sure. Um, Will no. Lutz, great week. New England defense, solid week. Uh, I think they're probably, for the most part, their tremendous defensive performances are pretty much done for the year, although they will have some tremendous upside potential in that week 15 matchup against Cincinnati if Dan can get there. Um, but yeah, solid stuff from his team all around, really balanced. Uh, only dud was Tyler Boyd outside of that really solid stuff from the team <clears throat> had a lot of guys right around a thousand. So a nice, even performance. He pretty much locks up the two seed for himself. Um, so he gets to avoid Louie, but what are we thinking out the outlook is for Dan's team? I mean, Thielen is a question mark who know I, I would expect him to come back after the bye week. That would make sense, but we will see what he looks like. Um, like you said, he does not have the three-headed running back attack anymore. David Johnson is not startable for the moment. We will see what happens after the bye week. But So he's down to Le'Veon Bell and Fournette. He's currently flexing Kalen Bellage. I mean, Le'Veon Bell has been generally disappointing. Yes, for sure. And... I don't know. I I've been you've been more on Team Dan this year than I have. I've been a Kyle Truther. I'm not seeing Dan's team as as a juggernaut to make a to make a championship run. I just I just don't well, I don't see it this year. It, it's not it's not to the caliber of you know let's say a Louis or a, or a me. Stop it. I I've I mean I haven't been talking about Dan's team that way for several weeks now. I mean it, it he has been tapering off, uh, especially with. You know, it was it was a lot of New England earlier in the season that was masking some some issues for his team, and with the injuries, uh, like yeah, not having David Johnson as a running back one is huge. I mean, that is massive. That the three of them, because you could all you could count on decent weeks at least from Bell, Fournette, and Johnson. You were thinking every single week with all of them having tremendous ceilings. So that was, I mean, from that perspective, especially early on in the season when they were all doing well. Um, that was when it was looking like Dan's team could really contend. What I'm currently looking at, I don't know if that's going to seriously contend for a championship. Unless Thielen can come back and looks amazing, uh, he might not have his team might not have what it takes. Hey, well, even if even if kicker picker upper Dan's fantasy football team doesn't contend for a championship this year, I know one team that will. Tonka tonk. Trucks are coming. Oh. Tonka Verde Hawks are going to the ship Jack, this year. I know that Dan is whipping those kids into shape. I am so excited to talk to him uh, next time we talk. I'm going to ask him how, how it's going. When I when I left him, he was doing tryouts for the team. Um, and so it's been a couple weeks now, and I, w- I would expect that they're at, <laughs> they're at championship level already. Each and every player on Dan's team can recite the price of a free throw <laughs> by memory well forwards and backwards too because um what was he saying it's the uh is it called a palindrome is that what that is the am i thinking of i know jack doesn't know the answer to this but producers is that the right uh okay yeah oh, it's the world it's wow. the world's longest palindrome so really impressive stuff uh jack before we move on to the next matchup I mean, I guess I can just talk about my team, but I asked you to talk about my team, and then we didn't talk about my team at all. You were like, are you mad about Christian McCaffrey 
And then we mentioned Marquise Brown and Julian Edelman, and that was it. Oh, wow, dude. Okay, I'll talk about your team. Julian Edelman's a stud. 1240. Locked and loaded every week. Mike Evans, he's been great this year. 890 this week. Not ideal, but no worries about him. He could be huge for you in weeks 15 and 16. Good playoff schedule overall. Miles Sanders is a big question mark for yeah. me. Yeah. You know, it's it's really unfortunate that his his like the one week that he had is without Jordan Howard where he could really try and shine is against maybe the toughest one of the toughest run defenses in the league against New England. So that was that was rough timing. Uh it's his worst week since week one when he didn't have Jordan Howard to compete with. So that's that's really disappointing. You'll have DK Metcalf, Chris Carson, and Devontae Adams coming back from bye. So you can say bye to Mostert. Yep. I've already I've already dropped uh, him. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Who are you feeling as I mean, you got options. I guess we'll just see who who's healthy and, and matchup by matchup. You you've really got some playable guys. You'll 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 have some points on your bench. It's um yeah, the the flex option is is going to come down. I'm hoping I can get some clarity these next two weeks. I'll see what Metcalf can still look like with Josh Gordon on the roster. I'll see if Miles Sanders can have his pretty high floor um, when Jordan Howard comes back and they face uh, some better competition because uh, after New England here, the schedule really softens up. you got Seattle, Miami, the Giants, the Redskins. That's a nice four-week stretch right there so I'm hoping I see something from him these next two weeks um, but outside of that flex position I mean I am locked and loaded and ready um, Mike Evans Devonte Adams Julian Edelman those three guys assuming health I am starting no questions Christian McCaffrey Chris Carson doesn't matter about the matchup I'm starting them no questions Darren Waller Really, I was really happy to see that he reached a thousand again after three down weeks, because um, I was I was a little worried about him. His target share had gone down the last two weeks, only two and five targets. Got another seven targets this week, so that that was nice. So I'll be playing him every single week. So yeah, it's going to come down to, uh, I mean, as of right now, really only Metcalf and Sanders as my as my flex option, uh, and then I'll I'll have a very interesting choice to make at QB position for that week 14. Um, I like Jameis Winston just because their defense is so bad and he's always going to be throwing, but good Lord, does he need to stop throwing so many interceptions? Um, I mean, it's just been, yeah, bad. I mean, that's the story of his career. Yeah. He, and it's, you know, about the damn near worst quality for a quarterback to have, but he, <laughs> He's great. He just throws a lot of interceptions. Right. I mean, he's got, he's got over 300 yards uh, the last five weeks, including a 400-yard performance against Carolina. Um, and so It's a big I, butt to overcome. I'm, uh, but the other thing is, like, I'm I'm off Brady at this point. I, like, the reason I picked up Jameis is because a, a lot of what Brady did the first half of the year was a little bit of a facade against, one, against really easy opponents, and two... Um, he had three rushing touchdowns his first five or six weeks of the year. He had one against Miami and then two against the Giants. You take away those rushing touchdowns, and he's only reached 2,000 uh, three times on the year and hasn't reached 2,000 in his last four weeks. 
um, really beatable matchup against Philadelphia and only put up 854. Like, with how good their defense is, I, I don't, like, I, for the longest time, was liking the matchup against Kansas City in Week 14. But I don't know if matchups, it's become, they've been better defensively as of late. And he and the Patriots offense have been worse. So like, unless I see some two really good performances in week 12 and 13 here, I have absolutely no confidence in starting him week 14. Um, so I think at this point I'd be rolling with Jameis, which is also really scary. So uh, that's, that's honestly, yeah, that's not a good feeling. That's like outside of that. I'm, I'm really excited for my team heading into the playoffs, but I've got two weeks. I've got two weeks to figure out, flex and to figure out QB. So I am going to be using these two weeks to, uh, to do that. And hopefully I can get uh, a couple of wins and, and try and avoid Louie until that potential championship week. Uh, but thank you. Uh, thank you for talking about my team. That was great. Um, All right. Good, sir. On to the last matchup. What a wonderful episode it's been so far. An exciting week. Thanks for listening, everybody tuning in. It's been another fun season of let's talk fantasy football. Let us know, email in, tips, things, segments you like. Uh, you know, we haven't done a Tommy's Takes in a while or, a, you know, Jazzin' with Jack so we can bring some segments back. Let us know, email in, fax us. We're here. Tommy, I know you're going to want to blab on and on and on about Louie's team, so I'll let you close the show with that. <laughs> but let me just run through Justin's team okay. first in a GIF. Patrick Mahomes, 16-18. The Chiefs got a win, but it wasn't pretty, and... I don't know, man. It's classic Chiefs. Everyone's like, they're the best team in the NFL. And then it's like, are they going to make the playoffs? Um, classic Andy Reid, honestly. Seems to happen every year. Because, like, it was last year there were absolutely no expectations because it was Mahomes' rookie season. And they were just awesome. And now the expectations are there. And Andy Reid's like, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, guys. I can't win a Super Bowl. What are you talking about? Um, so. Yeah. Brutal performances from Justin's wide receivers this week. Kenny Galladay with 390, Danny Amendola with 670, and Mo Sanu with 312. Yeah. Just can't yeah, have that. Look at the flex. I mean, you just can't have that. The flex, Emmanuel Sanders with 480. So, really shockingly abysmal <laughs> performances from four wide receivers. Yeah, really disappointed um, from Kenny Galladay. And and solid performances from, from the rest of his team. Yeah, he was... Um, he. Dropped Tariq Cohen uh, on waivers and somehow, some way, was able to pick him back up after he cleared the second set of waivers. Uh, somebody should have picked up Tariq Cohen. Um, I didn't. I, I maybe. I, I just don't foresee a situation where I would play Tariq Cohen with having McCaffrey and uh, Carson. But um, I, I thought for sure someone like Drew or Kyle would would claim him off waivers, but. Um, didn't end up happening. So that was, I mean, it didn't end up mattering cause he lost, but it's, it's nice that he's back, especially with, uh, with Freeman, uh, being injured and Williams on by, he didn't have any other options at the running back position. So yeah, great week from his running backs. Great week from Ertz too. Yeah. He's, uh, he's had a better, you know, it was a little rocky there. Still rocky, especially with Dallas Goddard stealing, stealing, uh, receptions on that Eagles offense. But, man, tried and true Justin Tucker, locked and loaded. Um, what do you think about, I guess, who Justin's outlook is, 
grim, I would say. I mean, what are his odds of making the playoffs at this so, point? So he's got a severe disadvantage, uh, obviously, with the point total. He's So there's four teams that are 4-7. and seven. You got Anna, Scott, Dad, and Justin. All of them have over 130,000. He's sitting at 121,000. So more than likely, he's not going to have that tiebreaker there. And then you couple that with the fact that he's got to play me this next week without Patrick Mahomes. Um, that's not a super great outlook. Um, but yeah, it's so it's what works in his favor is Anna and Scott are playing each other. So one of them is going to lose automatically. Um, so that gives one of them an eighth loss. So even if he loses to me, um, there, like he wouldn't be mathematically eliminated. Um, and then you've got dad who has to play Brian, um, this upcoming week. So Justin should be rooting for Brian to beat dad. Uh, that'll put them both at eight losses at four and eight. So as I'm talking about Justin's odds, I'm realizing that if Brian can beat dad this upcoming week at four and eight, uh, he'd still have a shot at making the playoffs, <laughs> which is just incredible. There's going to be, there's going to be a five and eight team that gets in. I think um, it's possible that it won't happen because Anna or Scott could win out and then Justin or dad could win out and then it would be two, six and seven teams. But I think more than likely we're going to see that eight seed be a five and eight team. Um, so Justin, he's got decent odds. Uh, like I said, I'm confident. I have supreme confidence in my team, obviously. Uh, so I think he'll have to put up a good week to beat me. His team has showed that they are capable of that, putting up some pretty good numbers here recently. Uh, the big issue for Justin is injuries. Um, Devonte Freeman's out, and I know you hate on Devonta Freeman, but he had been really solid for Justin, and that's a big blow uh, for him to be missing time. <clears throat> I doubt he'll be back next week. Alshon Jeffrey missed time. I don't know if he's going to be back. Emmanuel Sanders has been banged up, uh, so he hasn't played a full game uh since three weeks ago against Arizona. Um, so his team is just a little bit banged up. And uh, the good news for Justin is after me, he gets to play you in week 13. So that should be an automatic win for him. Um, oh, no, but except I forgot, he'll probably have, you know, four or five guys go out with injury and you'll win with 6,000. Um, but yeah, I would say 6,000. <laughs> I was wondering if you would comment on that. Uh, no, that's really offensive of me. You have not gotten under 7,000 this year. Okay, you can take pride in that. Um, Thank you. If I was a betting man, um, I would not bet on Justin to make the playoffs. Um, it's going to be one of Scott and Anna, I think, almost certainly. Uh, the winner of that matchup will be in a great position at 5-7. and seven. Um they have the point tiebreaker over, <clears throat> assuming they have decent weeks, they'll have it over uh, Dad, Justin, and Brian. Uh, as of right now, Scott's 2,000 ahead of Brian, and Anna's 4,000 ahead of Brian, um, and Dad's 2,000-pound Brian, and Justin is where he is. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be – and then, honestly, the loser of Scott versus Anna – could still make the playoffs. As I just highlighted, there may very well be an eight loss team making the playoffs. So 
Um, but the cool thing is everyone at four and seven, all four of those teams control their own destiny. Some of the, some of the paths are harder than others. Uh, but with two weeks left, they all have a shot, which is, which is really cool. Um, and even Brian at three and eight, uh, Greg is mathematically eliminated, but, uh, Brian somehow, some way has a shot again. I'm not betting on Brian because just because of the luck he's had, um, so I think he's going to miss uh, the playoffs, unfortunately. And then, yeah, I'm going to put my money on – I like – yeah, Dad's team is hot right now. So I like Anna, Scott, and Dad. I think they have better chances than Justin, uh, unfortunately for Justin. But it's it's really is. It's, it's wide open for sure. Um, and anything can happen any given Sunday, you know. Um – yeah, anything else before we talk about Louis' team? Or are we good to go? Am I, am I good to uh, do some slurping? Yeah, man, you can just close us out here. <laughs> uh, Jack, first of all, a round of applause uh, to Louis With his win this week, he officially, for the first time in our league history, has moved to a diamond rating level. And that puts him in the top 1% of uh, all of Yahoo's uh, fantasy teams worldwide. Um, diamond. Nobody... Here's the thing, Jack. It is so impressive to reach diamond. There is an entire platinum level that... Over 75% of our league has never reached platinum. Good seasons get gold. Amazing seasons get platinum. Diamond is unheard of. It's legendary. Um, and I, it makes sense why Louis' team <laughs> has it. Uh, I mean, my goodness, Jack, he is averaging... 14,791 points per week. Um, he has a legitimate shot. If he can average, I think probably something close to like 15,600 points the last two weeks, he could. We we're talking about Louis averaging 15,000 points for a season. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Um, uh, this week, uh, Lamar, I mean, you can't say enough about Lamar Jackson. He is electric. He is Patrick Mahomes last year, but better fantasy-wise. Uh, 33-48, a casual four passing touchdowns on 222 yards and another 86 rushing yards. I mean, he is prime Michael Vick. John Brown finally really, really breaks out with 3,020, two receiving touchdowns, 137 yards on nine catches, uh, John Brown, we've been talking about solid floor. I mean, just really unfair if John Brown starts performing even close to this. Uh, Louis' team is already good enough. He doesn't need, he's not supposed to have the high upside like that from his wide receivers. Uh, bad performances from Curtis Samuel and D.D. Westbrook, 450 and 520. Um, though I do like the six targets for D.D. Westbrook with Nick Foles back. Um, I don't think Louis will be 
playing him. Uh, he's going to be getting Tyler Lockett and Golden Tate back from bye. Hopefully Tyler Lockett can be healthy. He had that injury scare uh, before their bye week against San Fran with that leg contusion that he had to go to the hospital for. But it seems like things are trending in the right direction there. That'll be big for Louie. He needs Tyler Lockett back. Dalvin Cook has just, I mean, he has a down week, Jack, against Denver and somehow puts up 14-20 still. Only got 26 rushing yards, but he got it done through the air um, with a, with thirty adding 31 yards there and, and scoring on the ground. Uh, Mark Andrews, the only hole in Louie's team was tight end since he traded for him. He put a 15-50 this week, 20-30 last week. Wasn't a particularly good matchup against Houston, but he caught all four targets for 75 yards in a tutty. Um, so, yeah, if that, I mean, if Mark Andrews can have the production like this or even like a thousand, all Louis needs is a thousand for Mark Andrews, and he is ecstatic about that. Uh, Josh Jacobs, a down week, lost a fumble, but still rushed for 112 yards, got a thousand one hundred and ninety. I mean, Jack, here's the thing. Uh, Pittsburgh had a terrible week, but that was on a short week uh, on the road. Um, not a good recipe for a defense. He's got some seriously juicy matchup for for Pittsburgh. Uh, the next, like you said, we talked about it last week, I think. It was green, green, green. Maybe a little bit of yellow in there. But um, Jack Lamar Jackson is going to be on so many fantasy championship rosters. Agreed? Yeah, I mean, his matchups aren't great in the playoffs, but he's playing at a level where that doesn't really right. matter. Yes, I'm not concerned um, about him playing in Buffalo. Um, certainly, I mean, really, after Buffalo, if he can get through that, uh, I, I at home against the Jets and in Cleveland, yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, and then also, would you agree that Dalvin Cook is going to be on a ton of championship rosters? with where he was drafted and what he's been doing. He's been one of the steals of the draft. So you're talking about Louie has both of them. And Jake, I haven't even mentioned the fact yet that Louie also has Zeke Elliott, who has not been as good as what you would have hoped for where Louie drafted him. I mean, once you found out, I mean, Louie took a little bit of a risk, but once you found out that he got his contract, was going to play the whole season, um, I mean, I thought he was going to be in contention for the running back one on the year. He's still, he's he's been so bad that he's running back seven on the year. Um, obviously, just a little bit. He has not been bad at all. Like I said, not as good as what you want. Not nearly as many 2,000-plus performances I, as I would have imagined he would have had. Um no multiple touchdown games, uh, which is honestly a little bit shocking, 10 weeks into the season for Zeke Elliott. But he's got Zeke Elliott, and then he's got number nine running back Josh Jacobs. I mean, we've talked about this. It's just it's an absolute juggernaut of a team. It's an absolute juggernaut. Tyler Lockett has been a, has been a top five wide receiver this year. Uh He's he's got it all. It'll, it'll be across the board. I mean, yeah, from top to bottom, position by position, it'll be a travesty if Louis doesn't win the championship. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, that's that's really all you can say. Um, there are other teams that are having 
good seasons, solid seasons. This is it's it's crazy, Jack, because legitimately, the season that I'm having, tw- eleven weeks into the year, like it obviously absolutely pales in comparison to what Louis is doing. But I this might be my best season ever. I don't know that until this last down week, I was averaging more than 14,000 points per week. And it's like, who cares? Do you see what Louie's doing? And so... Yeah, dude, you're living in the shadows. I, I, and I'm fine with it. It's it's completely deserved for Louie. I mean, my team is really, really good, and his team is head and shoulders above mine. <laughs> I have a really good roster, but I don't have the top quarterback, and he does. He's got the same level of I mean with like he's got arguably a better running back one two than I do with Cook and Zeke and my running back one two is tremendous and his is probably better and he's and I've got I'm starting Jameis Winston and he's got the fantasy MVP Lamar Jackson all the more reason why it'll be a crazy matchup when you guys go head-to-head in the semifinals. Yes. You're right, Jack. It will be a crazy matchup, and it will be a travesty if Louie and I have to meet before the championship because uh, as of right now, the two of us deserve to be facing off in the championship. Uh, if, you t- if you're just talking about overall points, um, that's not always how it works. That's almost never how it works, the top two scoring teams making it to the to finals. So it probably won't happen. I sincerely hope that I'm the one that doesn't make it. Um, I, I The reason I don't want to face Louie in the semifinals is because I will not be able to root for myself to beat Louie in the semifinals. I want to face him in the championship, and I can lose with grace, and I can be happy with the season I had. I made it to the championship. I had one of my best years ever. But Louie is having one of the best fantasy seasons I've seen in my 15, sorry, 17 years of doing this. Dude, which is why it's going to be, honestly, like, gut-wrenching for you when you lose in the semis (laughs) to Louie, and then I beat Louie in the championship. It will be gut-wrenching. It will... It It will be uh, an actual heartbreak for you when you lose to Louie in the semis, and I beat him with... 9,500 points championship week. It's going to happen, dude. I mean, it, honestly, it That'll it be would devastating not. for you and the league. Check. If you beat Louie in the championship week with a low score, I will cancel this league. I am, I am shutting it down. <laughs> I will not, I oh will not continue this league anymore if that happens. So... You better pray, dude. You better wow. pray. All right. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> on that note let's get the heck out of here. Um, uh, great episode. Let's wrap it up. Any last words, Tommy? I mean, it's been it's been a long one, but thorough analysis. Thanks for hosting. I am an excellent co-host, but you bring more numbers and, uh, you know, you bring the energy. You're definitely the people's favorite. I'm more of the niche, you know, there's a few <laughs> subreddits about me, more of the background character. I wouldn't say I have a very passionate that. audience. You bring, so. uh, you bring a lot of laughs to the show, certainly more than I do. Um, it, it's, um, I'm excited for these next two weeks, man. Like I said, that, that's, that 7-8 spot, 
completely wide open with four teams going to be fighting to, to the death. Uh, so that'll be fun to watch. <laughs> I will be keeping a close eye. I cannot lie to you. I am going to be heavily rooting for you to lose this upcoming week. Uh, and then that way, if I can get the win against Justin, um, I will have that, that three seed pretty much locked up with, with, with the big point advantage that I have over uh, everyone besides Louie. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a fun last two weeks. I still cannot, I just cannot believe Louis ten and one. It's honestly, Kyle, screw you for beating Louis. Was it worth it? Wow. Louis Louis might be on the verge of an undefeated season if not for Kyle. I mean that's pretty disrespectful. Um, yeah, it wasn't worth it. I can answer that question. <laughs> for him. Uh, yeah, it's really good to be back home. Uh, feels really good to record from my normal setup. Uh, for the first time since literally we recorded the post-draft episode, I have been recording on the road every single week since then. Um, so, yeah, it uh, it's, great it's to have good it back, to be back. Uh, great episode. Sorry it went so long. Uh, send us off, and uh, we'll talk next week, guys. Good luck to everyone. Scott and Anna, I am very sorry to whoever loses. I love you both. Let's talk fantasy football. Alright, I'm fixing to stop. Three, two, one, stop. <laughs> Justin, for the love of God, please don't make that the intro. <laughs>